0: One what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Wilton, a still very, very stuffy Ashley Wilton, and I am so glad that you decided to spend a few minutes of your time with me this morning. And I wanted to talk about something super important today, and that is retiring as a first responder. And before we get into it, I know in our last episode living in virtual reality, I kind of went over this this general overview of the power of our mind, and I'm sharing that with you because as I sit here, I lit a candle, and for the past 2 weeks I have been starting this new process where when I'm upstairs and I'm in the studio and whether I'm recording and working on on notes for this show and interviews for the show or I'm working on other programs and projects that I'm into, I've decided that by kind of doing another mental hack, that mental hack being lighting a candle, I tell myself that I have to stay here and keep working until I decide that I'm going to blow out that candle. And when I blow out that candle, that means that it's time for me to stop working. And it's really helped as this mental cue to where anytime that I find that my trail of thought kind of goes somewhere that it shouldn't be going, I bring myself back to this candle and it's reconfirmation and it reminds me to like get back on track and to stay focused. So there's a lot of little mental hacks that we can use to kind of trick our minds. And another one I like to do is reward systems. So me being able to go downstairs and get another cup of coffee is my my next reward for being able to record two more podcasts. So there's tricks like that that we can do to allow ourselves to be able to be a little bit more productive each day. And I hope that's something that is interesting to you and that you're able to find your own mental cues and hacks to be able to kind of be a little bit more progressive yourself and to find ways to better understand the way that you are engaged and what allows you to maintain that engagement. Because especially as an adult, our human minds are losing the capacity to be able to withstand attention. And I think that now more than ever, it's important for us to be able to find ways to bring that back. And last night, Clint and I were talking about retired police officers and just retired first responders in general. And I was making mention to him that throughout the day, I have this network and I've talked about this Rolex that I have created on a Google Doc And in that Rolodex, I have this network of people that I've come into contact with, people I've been very privileged to be able to build relationships with. And in that Rolodex, it tells me who the person is. It tells me how I met them. It tells me what they do. And it tells me how to contact them. And I'm sharing this with you because on a regular basis, I will go through the Rolodex and typically about 10 people a day I will reach out to and I'll just give them a simple hello. And going through this Rolodex now, I think I'm up to like 1500 people in it. So you can imagine it takes some time if I'm only doing 10 a day to go through it. However, the reason that I have this outreach, this process that I've set up in place is because I want to make sure that the people that are in my network that are important to me stay in my network. Now, sometimes I use software to automate this outreach and sometimes I will send people voice messages. Sometimes, just like I did yesterday, I will shoot a quick video while I'm here upstairs working behind the computer and that's it. Something that just says something along the lines of, hey, you, you were you were somebody that I was just thinking of, and I just want to check on you and let you know that I was thinking of you. I sent that very, those exact words yesterday to somebody in a 10-second video. This is a retired police officer. This is a man that I know has had a lot of hard times, not only in his career, but especially in the transition from law enforcement into civilian life. And what I didn't expect from him in particular, was just how valuable and how important it was to receive a message like that. And he, he sends me back this text message, and it's this long, heartfelt response. And it dawned on me that there are so many people, men and women included, that have retired from these professions that come to me. And when we have vulnerable conversations, which typically when you hear interviews on this show, what you don't hear is, I'll sit About an hour, an hour and a half, upwards of three hours after the show, getting to talk to our guests, getting to delve in a little bit deeper about their truths. Some of them are authors, and I'll have incredibly selfish questions that I want to know about certain things that I read in the book. Sometimes it gets very vulnerable, and I have people share with me things that they weren't comfortable sharing on air, things that I hold sacred time for things that are are really cherished moments. And that also help to build that bond. And I hope that gives you an understanding about why having that Rolodex is so important to me. And one thing that seems to be this consistent pattern is people who are in law enforcement, fire, military, people who, who work in these professions, they identify themselves so much with their careers that by the time that they do retire, they seem lost. No longer do they feel included or a part of the brotherhood anymore. And it's something that I think is a shame. And I started to think about what way could we flip this? What way could we have a better integration process to where this doesn't exist? And when you think about it, maybe you've been in the military or you know somebody who has. And one of the biggest complaints is the lack of support when it comes to to the transition period from being in the military to going and being integrated in a civilian life. Most of the times it's this one week process. And so when that happens, I think that a lot of these men and women are in this position where they they no longer know what they're supposed to do. They no longer know what they're supposed to be a part of. And in these professions, things are very systematic, Things are very blocked into times and activities that are supposed to be done, things that are supposed to be checked off of the list on a regular basis, tasks that are to be performed. And you have a true, a true need. You have something that gives you purpose every single day. However, when you no longer have that, when you have signed off for the very last time on the very last shift, you wake up that following morning and maybe things might feel similar for a couple days. But eventually it starts to hit you and you recognize that you no longer feel worthy. You no longer feel like you have a purpose. And that leaves a lot of people in a really dark place. And it, it made me realize by getting that reciprocated message yesterday, just how important it is for me to be able to do my part now, I wish that I could have something on a bigger scale to be able to do even more and to create a better process and a better procedure. And I'm hoping if somebody listens to this, maybe that is something that sparks a passion with, within them. However, it's, it's just not that passion driven for me. It is something certainly important. But I started to ask myself, what could I do apart from just bitching and complaining about the lack of support that these men and women have when they are no longer in their careers, when they have dedicated so many decades of service to other people. And it made me reevaluate my Rolodex list. So I did some color coding and some rearranging on my list, and I popped up those people to the very, very top. And I'm making it a priority now to be able to reach out to those people and to check on them and to extend my hand a little bit further than I I, I have in the past. Now this isn't something that has to take up a lot of my time. This isn't something that I feel like is going to be a drag. However, I do believe that it is something that I can do as an individual, recognizing that this is such a big issue. And I think having the experience of my mom passing away and seeing what impact that had on my father, seeing what a completely different man he is now compared to who he once was, it's very easy for us to get into a dark and depressive and lonely state when we no longer feel a sense of belonging and when you spend so many years in a career where you identify yourself as not only being a part of that but it becoming a part of you how many times have we heard the term i bleed blue and i think that it's important for us to be able to shift that mindset a little bit and a little bit and if you're the the first responder or the armed service member or if you're the spouse to be able to find ways to to not discredit you being in that career, but to understand that no matter how argumentative you might be to what's, what's about to come out of my mouth, your career is not who you are. And I've had this argument with many people, many people who will say something along the lines of, I was born to do this. You weren't born to do this. There is something much more powerful to your purpose, to your presence here in life than your career. And unfortunately what I've seen to be a trend with a lot of clients and people that I know is many don't understand this until that career no longer exists for them and when unfortunately it's suddenly taken away them from them. I know a lot of people who have suffered TBIs because they have had an on-duty related incident take place and unexpectedly, they're now out of a job, out of a career, out of that brother and sisterhood and they thought that they would always have their back and it was the most shocking thing in their entire life to recognize the fact that nobody really does. And no matter how tight knit you might think that you are with your, your superiors, your coworkers, the people that are in your circle, the people you might hang out with on the weekends who you work with during the week. When it comes down to the brass tacks of things and you look years, years down the road at your life as that retired individual, what will be your purpose then? And by shifting things now and identifying things that you could do that identify who you are as an individual. Let's say your name is John. Well, John shouldn't just identify himself as being a police officer and always only hanging out with police officers and always only buying clothes that are police and law enforcement related and always doing the things that are associated with law enforcement. Like maybe going out to the range every, and not to say that you can't still do those things, but if you're allowing your entire life to be nothing but about that career, You're going to think that that's all that you are and if one day you no longer have that or when the inevitable day comes to where you retire and you will no longer have that, who will you be then? And there are things that you can do, hobbies, interests, having a group of folks that don't work in the profession, maybe reaching out to old high school friends. There are many ways that you can integrate yourself into other things that are not job related. Maybe for you that means joining a a golf team or Maybe for you that means starting to play basketball or whatever the thing is that you have an interest in. It's so important to have not only a hobby outside of your profession, but to also have an identity outside of your profession. You might not realize this, but when you are stuck in this notion of you being what it is that you do for work, you're conf- you're confiding yourself, confining yourself in a way that you're not allowed to grow. And what happens when... That no longer takes place and you're placed in the position to where you have no other choice. You will either not grow, you'll choose to grow, or you'll be completely lost without a sense of direction. And that very easily turns into a negative spiral that will make you a person. And I can show you this. I can give you proof of this that you are nearly unrecognizable to as as you once were. And I hope that today you're able to just consider this. And I know a lot of people are younger that listen to this. You are still working. So just think about some ways that you might be able to disengage who you are as a person. Who you are and insert your name, really. Because who you are, I can guarantee you, has nothing to do with the profession, the title that you have on your job description. Who you are is something much richer than that, something much more meaningful. And we, when we deprive ourselves the ability of being able to explore that, one day we're going to regret it. And I think that we're all worthy of being able to find out what that is for ourselves. And it's important for us to be able to do it sooner rather than later and to not wait for the time when we're not given the choice or to not unfortunate events will come suddenly and we, we don't ever know when those things are going to happen. So I encourage you. And if you are the spouse of a first responder, to try to encourage this to to the person that you spend your time with the most, more than anybody else, because it's important for us to recognize that we are not the job that we do. And I hope that you're able to take this to heart today. I hope that you're able to carry this message with you and to decide who it is that you are for yourself outside of your profession, and most importantly, what you can do in order to distinguish yourself as that individual outside of your profession. If you've gotten any value out of this episode, please do me a favor, Subscribe drop a review down below. I have about a thousand quails that I'm watching outside right now, just chasing each other and just enjoying life. And I hope today that you do exactly the same thing and know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.